This is the story of DMT, or dimethyltryptamine. A simple compound found throughout nature which has profound effects on human consciousness. With the help of two concepts that are traditionally opposed, science and spirituality, we humbly reintroduce psychedelics back into the cultural dialogue. I ask that you suspend any opinions, negative or positive, about these compounds. Whatever you believe their value to be, they continue to have profound effects wherever we find their use, whether it's contemporary Western culture or in the Amazon rainforest. Nice. 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 <laughs> Welcome back to Nice. How's it going, Money? Pretty good. How about you? I'm uh, I'm doing pretty good. I yeah, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> I, I won't tell the story. Um, today, today on Nice, we brought to you the podcaster, health guru, man of some psychic ability, the plant-based baddie, Doctor Crypto Psy. How are you doing, Psy? Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm doing great. Yeah. How are you guys? The good doctor. Pleasure to have you. Yeah, <laughs> it's an honor to be here. I'm so like I was saying before. I'm so stoked you guys are doing this. I think it's time. You know, we're all waiting for it to waiting for the hammer to drop. So yeah, just had to just had to break that seal, you know. So here we are. Yeah. How was it with Glenn? Was it fun with Glenn? No. No. Nah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Glenn's awesome. We're actually uh, his is his is coming out on Tuesday. So it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um and then we're gonna come and hang out with you guys on your show, which will I mean these might come out around the same time, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. You guys have never been together on our show together? did we I forget? I don't think so. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I've only really been on like once, but it's it's it's. I've been listening for years, and uh, ha- congratulations on a uh, four year anniversary. Thank you. Yeah, it's bizarre how the time flies. It's crazy. Yeah, I've been listening to four years, so it's really cool to to watch you guys like like Ground take floor. off. But you got ten percent stake in the yeah you, you know yeah you're yeah, investing. We suck your dick all day, but yes, uh, you uh, wanted to talk about a bunch of things. Yeah, I just did a little potpourri. Yeah. I'm really excited to uh, to dig in. So uh, specifically, hippies, DMT, and mantis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, wh- where do you want to start, dude? Like, what's uh, what what made you want to talk about this stuff? Let's start. Let's start with uh, let's start with mantis, because well, let's just work our way back, I guess. Because I read a book by I think his name is Richard Dolan, uh, who's I guess one of the OGs of like the ufologists, you know, alien researcher type of guys. And actually my landlady gave me this book at my old place and she's really cool. We're, we're all still friends and everything. She was like super based on COVID and everything, you know, just like uh, was a good support system. Her and her twin sister lived together there and everything. It was cool. So yeah, she let me borrow this book and I started reading it and I, it, I was like, what is this book? And it's like, it's basically going through all the different alien species that are out there according to combined shared uh, experiences that people have disconnected from each other. So like a guy from Brazil just describes the same thing as like a guy from Czechoslovakia, like an abduction story or something, you know, so there's all these different ones. And then they get to the mantis section and the dude's like, yeah, these guys are probably the masters of the universe. They're probably the top of the Christmas tree. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, this is, and they just start going. And I was instantly smitten by this concept, partly because I've heard people having these crazy breakthrough experiences, mainly with DMT and sometimes other psychedelics where they interact with 
mantis insectoid super advanced aliens so here are people doing it sober and with uh, psychedelic drugs i've never had an experience i've never like broken through i'm dmt i've dabbled you know but uh um so i'm not i'm not uh the best to talk to on that how to fully go in on that scene you know i want to someday but yeah it was just so crazy i was like there's something going on here either there's something on our brains that makes us believe these random insects that we usually never think about on a day-to-day -day basis are we enrobe them you know in these you know in the as these masters of the universe as some kernel in our ne neurology or this is actually happening or a combination of both i don't know but yeah that just got me tripping out on that And, uh, yeah, they seem to be, and they seem to be super psychic, telekinetic, able to move shit with their minds, you know, doing like psychic surgery and stuff like that. When they rub their, uh, their like blades together or whatever, that's, yeah, it's creepy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. There's an allure to them, even as just an observer of the insects, right? We, there's cool art about them. There always has been, there's a cool MC Escher, uh, print like woodprint of a mantis that, uh, is, I don't think it's like super well known, but in the doing this research, I found it. And apparently, yeah, he was like asleep at some church bench and some mantis landed on him and he just drew it on the spot and like turned it into a work of art. And it's when you look at it, it's like super vibed up. It looks like it was, you know, it's one of those weird quote unquote coincidence kind of things. Right. So I don't know. Have you guys ever heard of this, this mantis thing going on with the, the DMT realm and the and and beyond? I haven't heard of it. Um, like I've heard of DMT elves and stuff like that. I, yeah. I have until, you know, this past summer, not really done a whole lot of uh, uh, psychedelics or anything like that. Like I've never, I've never, I don't even know if they have DMT in Canada. Uh, Wait, what happened this summer? What's that about? Yeah. I, gotta... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I did. I, I've, I've written about this pretty extensively on the big bang McCarthy Substack, but I took subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. Yeah. Um, my Australian friend came to visit me this summer, and I basically just proved, like, I wanted to show off that I could order drugs on the internet. So oh, yeah. <laughs> we we got a bunch of mushrooms, and like, I got I got a recommendation from a friend for like the I don't know the strain or whatever to buy them. Yeah. Um, and they didn't have any of those, so I I picked the friendliest sounding type. Do you remember? Do you remember it? Which type? It was called B plus. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The the ones that were recommended to me to like just chill out were called Golden Teachers. Yeah. So we each like we each I, I don't know what is an eighth three and a half grams. We don't really do that in Canada, but oh uh, we yeah. we each we each ate an eighth of these mushrooms. Yeah. And uh I fucking lost my mind. Uh yeah. it was it was a tough day in the yeah. McCarthy household that day. This is also right <laughs> after I read uh, the Island Dr. Moreau for oh Gator oh Fiction. So yeah. I was just like stuck somewhere between man and beast for like eight hours. And so this uh, is pretty recent, man. That's cool. It was yeah. it was oh, this yeah. past summer, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I got I got really like locked in on aliens during during that trip. Because yeah. I, you know, the, you're supposed to enjoy nature or whatever when you take mushrooms, is what I had learned. And I I got freaked out. Yeah. by like demonic imagery on the tv so i had to yeah. go outside and lay in the grass and pray obviously for uh, sure but i it was like the weeds were blowing in the wind in a way that made them seem to me on drugs that they were like beaming a message above like yeah. it was uh i got i got real locked in on yeah. that and then i had to go back inside and just like sit <laughs> for a while and try yeah. not to look at anything or close my mm -hmm. eyes yeah 
So the the mantis stuff is uh, it can be a result of a drug trip as well. Yeah. So people have, I think it probably most commonly on DMT, second most commonly on mushrooms, people will experience these mantis beans. And they'll usually be, by the way, I love your mushroom story. I'm so down to always talk and trade mushroom stories. It could be the rest of this podcast if you want. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so good. Great. There's some crazy shit. Yes. <laughs> I've been I've been holding on to mushrooms for a while. I, I don't know if I'm gonna do them, but uh I, I have them like in case of emergency smash. Yeah, smash the glass. Um, yeah. Yeah, right. it's uh I, I I haven't done mushrooms in like six years. Uh but I yeah. knew that they were gonna I knew that they were cool because I had the uh, first time I took them, I was imagining that someone was sawing my leg off and I had uh my uh, my girlfriend at the time who was also on mushrooms going uh, are we going to be together forever? Like in my no. room. And, um, and, and when I came down from it, I was like, damn, that was fun. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how I knew. That's how I knew they were good. I, yeah. I like them, but uh, I haven't done them in a while. So yeah, it's an, in case of emergency. That's a thing. Girls love asking whether you're going to be, they love imagining a, m many thousands of lifetimes together with your soul on mushrooms. It's like, I've noticed <laughs> it's like a, yeah, dude, you yeah, want it's a like pair a, bond? Fucking yeah. do mushrooms with her. You'll find yeah. out where you stand. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. But, uh, something about the, the, the mantis with drugs, it's, um, the multiple eyes, like the, the all of those like lenses, uh, within yeah. like, the praying mantis's eyes are like, they're so small but they see so much i don't know yeah. like that that like creeps me out it's it almost looks like they're looking through you and totally. so um yeah like especially when you're on any kind of hallucinogen or even just like stoned just like that like uh like someone's like looking at you like you're being watched is like really unnerving to the point like that nothing else can really make you feel yeah i agree and also it's it's weird common thing i've had i haven't had this happen to me too much but i've had friends that have said when they're on a high dose of mushrooms it looks they're like i could see like a spider can see you know or i could see like an insect you know all the crazy multiple visions all kaleidoscoped out everywhere which is fucking trippy and it, it makes perfect sense that you know we talked with we're having dean uh, uh romania dean thomas on the herbalist you know it's it's probably true that the same mushroom species are all over the universe right and it also leads that there are probably insects species and mammals and humans throughout the universe as well as well as other stuff that are shared in common like a kind of a bio web um and there's probably some uniqueness too obviously you know but uh but yeah i, I it makes sense that why wouldn't there be a, a planet with bats as the leaders or mantis as the leaders or um this shit just gets really weird. Now, what gets crazy is I did learn this recently. This is completely unconnected to the drugs or the aliens or anything. But I learned that almost all mantis uh, organisms on Earth are contaminated with this crazy parasite species. It's like a, it's not like a symbiotic relation. It's almost like a it's like I think they are parasites where if you I've seen these videos, you can see these videos of these guys holding mantis organisms you can hold their butts underwater and the parasites can't breathe so they you ever see that shit yeah, yeah I've, I've seen that yeah Fucking crazy and the parasites that come out are like it looks like the size of the entire inner skeleton of, it looks like it's fine yeah 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 and it's so it's like maybe this is almost like another level the mantis aliens maybe that's what's holding the man <laughs> the mantis back on earth 
you know <laughs> if an alien yeah. species was to go and like take over uh any like a- anything on earth yeah um i i think like cockroaches um yeah uh, mantis like like cicadas like these yeah. these bugs are like so fucking strong the exoskeleton is like so intelligently yeah. designed like and there's just so many of them they reproduce so fast I, I don't know. Yeah. Like that would be that would be a great uh, host for for some kind of alien species. I'm with you. It also reminds me of like war. Is it war? War of the worlds or whatever, where mm. the the aliens like eat our food and then immediately die because they can't yeah. handle uh, can't handle like Earth bacteria and stuff. It's like the <laughs> mantises came to Earth and immediately got <laughs> fucked up by parasites because they had no defense. Yeah. Damn. It's like fish tacos in San Diego. Just took them out. <laughs> it's just fucking like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like a food truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel you, buddy. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. You know? Yeah. But uh, no, but it it's crazy. Have you guys read? Did you guys read Animorphs when you were kids? Yeah. You know that? Dude. Okay, oh, absolutely. Obviously. Hell yeah. I actually reread them. It's crazy. Uh, one of my friends I met up here, I started reading. I just got all the PDFs randomly and I started rereading them. And it's definitely way more like it's not good writing. I thought it was like a little more advanced writing than I remembered it, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, when I reread it, it's definitely for you know it's it doesn't hold that same thing. The story is too good for the writing level. Like that's a great like plot line. Like holy shit! Like like Yerks infesting your brain. Shout out Yerk P on Twitter, of course. <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel like something more should be done with that in like a more adult kind of fashion, you know, or, or just like some crazy movie remake or something. I don't know, but uh, there should be absolutely Hollywood. I know you're listening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're tuned in. So, like the mantis are the super advanced mantis aliens. Are they being run by these parasites too, or did they figure out a way to cleanse themselves of the parasites, and that's when they like skyrocketed, leapfrogged evolutionarily or something? I don't know. Yeah, they just have like the master chief suit on, like the. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my whole thing is just logically speaking, how do sober, how are sober people abducted onto mantis crafts and they share exact same similar experiences with heavily drugged people? You know, it's like these two points concurring onto, you know, orthogonal points meeting in, in the middle somewhere. And it's, it's just, come on, that's, that's evidence, right? There's something going on there and we don't know what it is. And, and again, the vibe seems to be that they're, they're way above and beyond. They're like beyond good and evil. They're just, if anything, they're slightly negative. People get a weird vibe from them. Um, and they're just, I don't like them. Yeah. hundred. You know, it's weird, you know, where it's just like, you know, we're like ants to them kind of thing to the extreme. So yeah, I'm fascinated by that shit. Yeah. Totally. So I may be making a bit of an assumption here, but you did show up to the stream in a tie dye purple shirt. Yeah. Uh, my assumption is that you have dabbled in a little bit of the the psychedelic arts. So do you yeah. want, can you tell us about uh, like how did you get into that sort of stuff in general? Do you have like a yeah. first trip story that you like to share? Yeah. So I um well it's funny I was pretty I was the nerd and you know Glenn and I we went to high school together. He was like smoking weed since thirteen and we <laughs> I never touched it until like senior year. You know we but we were always best of homies and shit and. uh um, and then I got it, but what happened was my, uh, my family, my, my aunts started a cannabis club in Santa, Santa Cruz, uh, one of the early ones. Hilarious. 
Nice. Yeah. And so I, uh, it was kind of the family business. We all kind of worked for them on and off. And I'm just imagining that your aunts are Patty and Selma from The Simpsons. That's not <laughs> inaccurate. Yeah. That is, yeah. That's like pretty. Yeah, it, it spliffs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. Yeah. It's definitely, well, it was my aunt and her wife. So they were lesbians. You know, it's hilarious, a hilarious time in all of our lives. Um, and so that kind of, you know, like smoking weed was cool. At least in my mom's side of the family, it was cool. We all did it, you know, and stuff. And then I went to school and I, I just had this friend that we were really wanted to do mushrooms together. And we kept buy, we bought like two different sessions worth. And we tried one, like a half eighth. We were scared. We didn't want to go too crazy. And this is like freshman year. And uh, I, nothing happened, like nothing. You know, it was just like maybe colors were a little brighter. And then we got like another bag. Like half faith, we're like, dude, this sucks. Like, hook us up to our dealer or whatever, and nothing happened again. We're like, this is so, this is not what people are talking about. This is so gay, you know. So we found this other dude, and we're like, we're going in for a full eighth, committed. And then he gave us these shrooms, and it was like a Ziploc bag, and they were all tiny little pinheads, you know, mm. like those create like, you know, they look like candy cat mushrooms or something. And they're so we're like, oh, we could feel the power. Like these are definitely a different <laughs> kind of a scene. And yeah, we took a full eighth together in a pretty big group but then my friend and i split up went back to the dorm room and uh yeah our it completely melted uh my mind like changed my life for sure and i had this weird like almost telepathic i was like thousands of miles away from my mom but we had like this weird connection like i had texted we just you know like at the peak of my shroom trip i like texted her like hey i love you you know <laughs> and uh Whoa. and it was like right when she was thinking or she left me a voicemail right when i texted her you know so of course it's all amplified when you're on you're like holy shit dude that's so and uh but yeah it completely uh changed my life and then it it was hard though because it uh it definitely made the rest of like the school i went to was like very kids weren't doing a lot of that and it was just very dumb shit that i did not like very normy shit that i didn't care about didn't really fit in with any social scene and uh i was like oh so this is life and it's totally whack and you know, the only fun thing I've ever done is mushrooms, you know, it was like, that was, <laughs> you know, it was literally like kind of, and that set me off in my whole, I mean, that's why we have Bob's Red Bull probably is just because of that, you know, that, yeah, I was like, I was just like, regular life is not going to cut it from me from here on out. But I knew that drugs weren't the answer and that like, I knew I could see people doing tons of psychedelics and that it, it has a dead end for sure. But at the same time, like, yo, you got to try it, you know? And so, yeah, I uh, did that. And then Took no, a sorry, little bit of a break. Uh, you're, uh, you're a space cadet. You, uh, you're, you, spel yeah. you professionally spelunk the soul. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Can I put that on like a yeah, put it on a line card. or something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> professionally spelunk the soul. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Send over that signature. I need that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and then I, I took a took like a year or so off, and then started getting a little bit into the LSD. Which was when it was cool, it was really cool and definitely a little more laid back. You know, I never liked it. Yeah. And there, I did have a lot of weird stuff with that too, where it was just not when it's bad, it's bad. You know, what's the big difference between the two? Cause I've never taken acid, I've only done mushrooms. Yeah. I think just because like it's more explicitly a chemical than like just munching on mushrooms to me. Yeah. And then there's the, the whole like CIA history yeah. with it that would definitely, even if it's not, you know, inherent to the substance, it would be on my mind while I was taking it. So what, what is, what's the big difference between the two? Well, to your point, you just said, I, I do want to comment on that. Cause I had a friend that 
So Rupert Sheldrake, we've talked a little bit about mm -hmm. on our podcast. You know, he, yeah, he talks about morphogenetic fields. He was Terrence McKenna's best friend, basically. Right. right? Yeah, he yeah. Was. yeah, he's super cool. And so my friend was like, yeah, there, there's definitely a morphogenetic field around LSD where the molecule is pure, but just the essence of millions of people taking it through the years, through the 60s with the CIA involvement and stuff. It's like definitely a little off and shaky, you know, and weird. And so there's something there. And um, I think that's a common experience when, you know, when you do mushrooms, you're in contact with the mushrooms. There's like a consciousness there. When you're doing LSD, you're like in this giant, dirty motel swimming pool of everyone else's experience together kind of thing. And I, I think that's interesting, but it's when it's good for me, at least it's, it's definitely longer than shrooms, like maybe at least 50% longer of a trip, sometimes double. And it, it's hopefully chiller to where you're a little bit more in your head. You can kind of walk. Like I would just go on these nighttime walks, sometimes solo, sometimes with friends, you know, and it's just like, around the lake and you just see these crazy patterns on the lake you're not like when you're on shrooms and you're peeking on an eighth you're like heads on the carpet like what the <laughs> fuck you know and like the acid you could like more vibe with it you know well Sai, were, were you microdosing acid I, I never did that but um like my, my experience yeah. with acid was always like it felt more like clockwork orange like i was being subjected to but like i was really yeah. resistant like because my body wasn't like letting me like I just, just yeah. kind of felt like a tat, like assault on the senses when I took it, and then it just left I've, me with like yeah. the worst headache, of, like with two hours left of a trip. Yeah, but but I hear microdosing is great. I've tried microdosing. I um, I prefer microdosing microdosing shrooms. I need to get I need to start growing, uh, growing again, and get back into that. And oh uh, yeah, um, you're in Oregon. Yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but um, I recently gave up most caffeine. I'm like 95 percent caffeine free, at least Whoa. for a couple i'm trying it for a couple months i started the new year first three days were insane um but then it's crazy like kind of your youthful natural energy comes back in a way so i'm glad i I think everyone should try it with any drug you know take a little break or whatever but uh yeah whenever i microdose lsd even when i did a very very small amount it felt like just four cups of coffee where i was just you know just like zonked out but yeah i it's weird what, what i don't like about lsd it kind of blunts your emotions in a way ironically where like good and bad where I've had like, I've looked in the mirror on LSD and seen fucked up imagery, like say almost like satanic stuff. And I've just kind of been like, eh, whatever, you know, it's it kind of doesn't, it's not like freak you out. Like when you're on shrooms where you got to like get your soul right. And you're like, Oh, I got to, like you said, you got to go pray and got to go yeah. get your mind. Right. Yeah. So that's been my experience, but also I've had uh, definitely at least one or two that were a lot of fun and like really chill. And, um, yeah, when it's good, it's good, but definitely not worth the squeeze. And then, yeah, the other one is just like a little bit of DMT. Uh, yeah, I've never broken through. I've had some friends that have. For those you know listening, that's when you go like all the way. That's when you meet the aliens or the elves or whatever. And I had this like vaporizer thing, uh, and I kept trying to break through and uh, got like pretty close. And I definitely feel the alien vibes. I've when I whenever I take like hit a DMT. I feel like an abduction is about to happen. Like some people feel other stuff or get the crazy visuals. For me, it's definitely the alien thing. But then I was like, one day I woke up and this is when I was definitely doing a lot more psych psychedelic drugs. And I, this is like a long time ago. And uh, I was like, today I'm going to do it. I'm going to break through. Finally, I'm just going to load the, the vape up and just do it as far as it takes. And I'm getting it all ready. And then I drop the, like the glass stem and it breaks and I'm like, okay, that's my sign. I'm going to not do this, you know, and like yeah, not. Call. 
not push it. And so that was pretty much it. I've done it a few times since then. Um, just with like my friend at a little vape pen or whatever, but, uh, yeah, but it's, it's interesting, but I, I am a little jealous of people that break through really easily and have these crazy experiences. Yeah. I don't know. What about ayahuasca? Would you do, would you do one of those ceremonies or do you think that you would keep your hands off that sort of thing? I actually have, I have done one of those actually. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. All right. Let's, yeah. Let's I, hear it. Story time. My buddy, my roommate, and it's funny, the friends you make on all this stuff, you never really like, stay friends with them. You know? <laughs> yeah. The ayahuasca trip was the friends we made along the way. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So he was kind of, he was like a, this was like on the East Coast and uh, we drove out to Eastern Massachusetts, actually. So it wasn't in South America or anything, but this guy had been doing it for, for like 20 years. So he, he was definitely a seasoned vet and it was a small group, like 15, 20 people. And you either got one dose or two, like one cup or two. Didn't taste as bad as people said it would, would. but I'm used to drinking a bunch of nasty shit, you know, like raw vegan juices and, you know, all that herbs <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And so um, the guy gave me two. He's like, if you've done trims, you should definitely do two. And I did it. And uh, I don't think it was a very high dose or I was being held back or something, almost like protected. I don't know. But um. It was cool. It was really low key and extended. And there was a guy with a guitar, you know, it's like a music is a common thing traditionally to have like a little jam session going on at night, you know, and um, yeah, it was very mild psychedelically for me. Um, but it was um, I so it wasn't I've heard of people having like spiders explode out of their face and hey. just crazy stuff. Yeah. But for me, the only really real thing that happened was. In the, at the peak of it, which was still very mild for me, it um I felt it scanning my body up and down, and Ooh. I could feel it detecting almost like these psychic worms or parasites in my body, and I could feel the parasite almost like when you shine a bright light on them, they're like withering and slithering away. Kind sunlight's of sunlight's the best disinfectant. Yeah, hundred percent. This is like psychic sunlight or something for that, and uh, so that was my experience with that. And then, but yeah, the guy I did it with, we stopped being friends shortly after that. He was weird. He was super like, like fake hippie. Maybe we can get to the hippie thing, controlling and kind of just like, a lot of people use that as a veneer. So the hippie thing, I don't know how you guys feel about this is, you know, if you, if you chill with hippies, first of all, there's all sorts. There's like the South Park mm. episode where there's like, you the know, Trump the, circles. Yeah. Oh, you're infested with hippies. Yeah. There's all sorts. Yeah. And there's, um, but I find, you know, you know, the vast majority are just really great people, maybe a little lost in life, like we all are, like I yeah. was for sure. Um, but I'm really all for big hearts lifestyles. for sure, 100%. Yeah. But then I find like 10, 15% of that crowd, maybe that's a little high, are almost they're using the hippie veneer to kind of hide their like almost sociopathy or psychopathy, you know, oh, or yeah. they're, and I don't like to overuse those terms or like everyone calls everyone a sociopath. Yeah. You know, where they're, they're kind of like, oh yeah, peace and love, but they're really just fucking nuts inside. And they're, you know, they could care less about anyone's well-being or anything. It's a perfect little little uh, place to hide out. You know what I mean? It's just so easy for them to sneak in. Like, yes. uh, like they're, they're taking advantage of like the welcoming nature of like these free loving people. And like, yeah. that's, I mean, it's uh, like, why do you think every single cult like becomes like a suicide cult in the end? Yeah, it's like, it ends up that way, huh? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Heaven's Gate promised like some pretty sweet Nikes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of those kind of groups are like that. Like there was a like an anarchist library 
thing going on in my city, but it was basically just like a book club for sexual predators. So like it's all of that stuff. It just ends up being like a new avenue to get pussy, you know, yeah. is, is what it ends up becoming. I mean, half of these things like advertising that like the women are like, like get free love. Oh, yeah. so we can like just come in and fuck these women. Like, I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. What was that? Remember that viral tweet video that that super hippie girl you know, the full on dreads and everything. Cute oh girl my God. made yeah. the video, like the song, kind of a banging track, you know, like the yeah, whole, yeah. Like, I did shrooms, do, 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 like a little auto-tune kind of like neo hip hop thing. And everyone's like roasting her. And, you know, Glenn was actually, you know, shout out to Glenn was defending, be cool. like, you know, yeah, they're cool and, and they're harmless too. And at least what another yeah. thing is said. And, and also Glenn was saying is like, Bro, half you dudes want to fuck this girl. You just want to admit it, you know. Like everyone's like, "Ew," what are, you know. And it's like, dude, she's like a fine chick, you know. It's come on, Absolutely. just because she has dread. Yeah, and it's so that that part was funny. It, it, yeah, if she hits on you, like you really care about her body count, like chill out. Yeah, yeah, I do like the the evolution of hippies. How it's and I was never. Oh, yeah, I would have so, always. Yeah, go uh, ahead. I, yeah. I, I kind of want to like backtrack a yeah. little bit because um, uh, I, when you're talking about you know like uh, uh. So back in like the '60s, with like the big like um like flower power, free love, like hippies and stuff. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to because you know like you you're like familiar with like hippies more than I am. All, all of those like hippies ended up going and like voting for Reagan. Like, like yeah. what what do you think like happened like in that period? <laughs> well, yeah, I think it's interesting. It's I don't know if it's the same thing that's happening. It was like now. a pretty radical shift, you know. Yeah, it was it was like a rubber band snapping back or something, right? Yeah, pendulum, bro. Yeah, his pendulum, and I don't know if the same thing's happening. I don't know. Hold that thought for just a second, because I'm thinking now. Because think about what's happening now is all the hippies that stay hippie are anti-vax. They're like, they're they're like, oh, January sixth was bullshit. Doesn't mean anything. They're all like, what shit we believe, basically, you know, kind yeah, of thing, yeah, right? Secret Where third thing. Yeah, exactly. So, and the thing is, is, like, if you're a hippie now, normies will just call you right wing out of the gate. And but they haven't changed. They they stayed the same. They have the same beliefs. And that's what I notice is like I don't think I've. I guess this is a common political thing. People don't think they've changed. The world changed around them, right? Where it's like, yeah, we were always for free speech. You guys aren't anymore, kind of thing. You know, like one of those things. Yeah. Stephen Colbert used to say, "9/11 was an inside job." And Bro, then, like you know, it's that's gonna, insane. Exactly, it's, you know what I mean. That's that's crazy. I didn't even. I knew. Yeah, that's and now he's doing like the vaccine dance thing and all that shit. It's, exactly, that's crazy. That's wild. Yeah, like yeah, everyone else changed. Yeah, and I don't know. So my dad was he was a little bit younger than the full on hippie. He was probably like fifteen, chilling with the twenty year olds. He was kind of one of those rebel dudes. Almost made it to Woodstock. Hell yeah, and he. He never got full into the drug scene. He did a lot of alcohol and weed and stuff, you know, but kind of he was like, eh, I don't want to I don't trust that fully. And his whole thing, he, what he told me was he was like he was a kid, you know, he was like in his teens and 20s. And he's like, yeah, these the world isn't going to turn out the way you guys think it will. <laughs> you know, that was just, so I think people just kind of realized and then they're like, fuck it, if you can't, maybe yeah, that's the Reagan thing. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But now it's yeah, I don't know what now it's like a. They, yeah, they're all either voted for Reagan or they run like a nonprofit, but are millionaires or something. And it's just a, it's an interesting thing, you know. And yeah, I have no, no revolutionary spirit to them whatsoever. Well, it's it, it's funny too because like these like uh these like blue wave like uh yeah. like housewives like clubs especially like here in New Jersey there's like a lot of them and um yeah. 
like like the the loud and proud Democrats like think that like they are hippies. They think like oh yeah, they've they convinced themselves that they're somehow the TV is hundred percent on their side, and they're the yeah. they're the they're, I, they're the revolutionary. revolutionary ones. It's crazy. Yeah, it's. It's a sight to behold, for sure. Yeah, we all have those. I don't know. I'm assuming you have some family members like that. That's the crazy thing about living through this time is we we all collectively have these layers, you know, where everyone in our family has these types of people, I feel, mm -hmm. that it's hard to – you can never have a conversation. You love them. You can never have a real conversation with them. It just will butt up against I mean, You against just have to wall. like shut down like so many avenues of discussion. Like it's yeah. – uh, and that's something that like I wish that like – I never want to hear another like how to talk to your family uh, like at Thanksgiving like article ever again. Oh God, yeah. Like you should just be able to like mediate conversations with like people that like you care about and like you're invested yeah. with. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't scream like you're vexed like mudblood. Yeah. Like I shouldn't call people <laughs> that. Uh, oh like, yeah. <laughs> these are just things that you should just like know. Yeah, hundred percent. And I've I don't know like, I've talked about this on our show before where I'm. I'm t I'm team. I, I stay quiet, man. Like ever since I moved to Portland, and ever, and my family's all we all support each other. It's not like some crazy stories you hear. We're all still very close and everything. Mm -hmm. But uh, even though we live in different places, but yeah. So when I moved to Portland, I was definitely mouthing off in the beginning, and to people my age and shit. And I realized that yeah, that doesn't. No, people you think are cool are not. And they are, it's probably worse here than anywhere in the world, I'm sure. It's like top five, you know, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I live in Canada. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, Sai, is, is is it really that bad? It's not as bad as people say it is, for uh, sure. My my brother, he goes to school out in San Francisco. And uh, yeah. a couple of years ago, I, uh, I, I did uh, Christmas out there. Um, yeah. To, just to like uh, visit him for a change. And um, I, I've like went. I, I did see two smash and grabs, but other than okay. that, I mean, it was like Soho was way worse yeah. than than San Francisco ever was. So I, I'm always yeah. like really hesitant on the whole like oh like the active war zone that is Portland. Yeah, it is. It is overblown. Um, downtown is horrible. It, even the even the the biggest liberal will be like what the fuck is happening in downtown now it's crazy they they it's safe to talk about now um i had these uh i criticizing this, I was, the excess is reifying the premise exactly right? yeah exactly yeah i had this friend and uh i had these these friends this lesbian couple out here they've since moved and split up i think um and they were kind of i was always you know they'd watch like snl and stuff and i would always i was comfortable i was actually was comfortable with them i'd be like Yo, COVID came from a lab. This is all bullshit. And they would think I was crazy, but they would still be friends with me, you know? And then their uh, one of them, their dad came to visit from Texas and they they were warning me. They're like, yeah, this guy, he's a little crazy. He's from Texas, right? And then we hit it off like right a fucking way. I was like, this dude awesome. is so cool. But he, yeah, he had the accent and everything. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, we listen to the same podcast and shit. This is crazy. You're and, the uh, brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he went, he's like, yo, I got to go see what's go like in downtown. It's like a tourist attraction for him to go to downtown Portland. Like he took the train down there and he's like, I just got to see what's what, you know. And, and I've <laughs> oh heard that a few times where like, like people come out here and go down there to see what's going on. And it is nuts. And I mean, there was that time for like, what what was it when all the wildfires were happening and like, you know, the every, every courthouse building was just getting vandalized every night for like 180 days straight. 
And then there was that one day where the wildfire smoke got so crazy, like you couldn't even go outside and, uh, and the sky was red and everything. And that's the thing that shut ever since that moment, basically people stopped there. Like it kind of, it was like God put a pause button on all that stuff. So it was nuts for a while, but I've only ever lived in like Southeast Portland and now we're, we're now we're outside of town. So yeah, it's just, it's whatever. Well, know? I'll never get over the fact that like Portland's literally on like an active volcano. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's that, like, it's, it's literally a volcano. Like that's insane. Yeah. And that comes with its own spiritual consequences. I'm sure, you know, for yeah, a little yeah, hot. It's charged. Activity. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask you, Sai, uh, speaking of just like spiritual stuff, have you yeah. had like spiritual experiences while taking psychedelics? Do you, do you find that that like enhances it or same with like the remote viewing stuff? Do you think it has an impact on psychic ability? Yeah. So the remote viewing stuff is, is pretty mild. You never, I, I never see it's very, it's like looking on a blank projector screen for me. You don't feel anything. Um, I have heard it's like of that. It's like a spiritual dowsing machine. Um, yeah remote viewing like it's that's all it really is exactly yeah and it's every once in a while i'll get a strong flash but a lot of times the strong flashes will be less accurate and the things you think you're making up in your own head will be 100 percent accurate like you'll draw mm. it perfectly but i have heard of the more you do remote viewing the more better it gets like the people that have been doing it for 30 years and they remote view jesus but blinded where they don't know the remote viewing jesus they're like holy shit that was like felt like I was on acid or something and they, you know, it was like a beautiful experience and then they learn. So that's interesting. Um, but it does seem to give you a slight edge in the rest of your life with your intuition and just your, and just, yeah, being like kind to people I feel and just nicer interacting and, and, uh, uh, better reacting to life in general. Um, with psychedelics. Yeah. I've definitely had, um, a few like very, uh, powerful experiences and i do think that is ness it's almost like the people that don't want to do them need to do them you know they need to have one of those mm. right but also i've had those i've had mushrooms like tell me to stop taking them right and be like yeah you've done this enough and i wasn't even abusing it like some people were you know so it was definitely yeah. I, i'm pretty sensitive to a lot of that stuff i feel and i i can only do that in little spurts and bursts and things like that well that's when you're using yeah. drugs and they're not using you man it's so important like to to like actually listen to your body when that stuff's happening and not like like abuse like that's what abusing is when i did mushrooms in the summer it was i took them three times over the the course of a week that's too much so i (laughs) i i found that out yeah yeah when i was doing them but or but shout out to seth my friend seth will like take and eat the mushrooms and hit the club yeah which is completely fucking insane that's like there's no way insane but he's he's also a much a much more like like materialist guy than me like when when i took the mushrooms i definitely felt in tune i've i've talked to my friend diana about this who is catholic yeah and so i talked about how it it felt like i it kind of like thinned the veil a little bit so i i got some like clarity on stuff but also i felt like i was more vulnerable to i don't know psychic attack yeah, and she was convinced that I I was just like opening up the door to demonic possession. Yeah. So do do you, how much of a how do you feel about that sort of thing? I guess is my question. Yeah, I, I do think I've had bad trips that have set me back uh, 
months and months, maybe even years, you know, on mm -hmm. some levels, not like my whole life was derailed or something, but mm -hmm. yeah, I think they're, I think they'd be dangerous for sure. Um, they are dangerous. And, I'm, I'm yeah. kind of scared to take mine. Yeah. And I think that you just um, take them right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming on right now. Yeah. It's what are we 30 minutes in? <laughs> yeah. But it's a, yeah. Yeah. I think we're just, I think spiritually, and I include myself in this 100%, we're just spiritual infants and mm -hmm. we're like toddlers, like stubbing our toe on a coffee table. Right. And it's just, you know, and we can have these beautiful experiences. Um, and the funny thing is the ironic thing is the, the more you learn how to, you know, the more you meditate and learn how to be safe with that stuff, the less you need them ironically. Right. Or yep. the less you even crave them. And I will say, man, if you really want to like a quick hack, you know, if you're making a mushroom tea, add some good quality reishi in there, you know, and mm -hmm. that's like a good psychic Ooh. protectant right there for sure. And, you know, don't, yeah, don't do the club thing. Some people are wired that way. Some people can go and rock the club. Um, but yeah, not me for sure. It doesn't sound like you guys either. No, um, I'm, I'm a nerd. I don't do nothing. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm I know for a fact you were just in the club, Monty. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, but yeah, that was my, my experience was, I'm still a little hesitant or reluctant to call it a spiritual one because I, I mean, I was, you know, up until a couple of years ago, pretty staunchly materialist myself. Yeah. Um, so what, what got you out of that? Would you say? Cause I'm always curious. Um, I think that definitely just like getting older. Mm. I, I think that like, I was also a, a pretty far left guy for a long time. Yeah. And I feel like materialism is kind of like a necessary to that whole ideology mm -hmm. uh, for in large part. Yeah. That's interesting too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I got more normal, like the COVID stuff, obviously, like, I don't want to say it pushed me right, but it, yeah. it made me question a lot of that kind of stuff. Absolutely. And one of those things that I questioned was my commitment to like, I don't know, I don't even want to say atheism because it wasn't something that I ever thought about. Yeah. But it was something that as I've gotten older, I've kind of re-examined and been like, well, hang on. I, I shouldn't assume that I know everything. Yeah. And like close myself off to different ideas or, or experiences. And so that, that was something that, that was yeah. even only like in the last year or so that I was like, okay, well, I would say I'm non-denominationally believing in god yeah for, yeah like, the first time since i was a ki an anxious kid it, yeah. it's the uh the, the late 20 year old guy's uh, redemption arc uh i i think oh, yeah, every yeah. like guy goes through like in their late 20s has to like reckon with like the decisions they've made yeah. and like that's that's when a lot of like text messages to ex-girlfriends go out yeah <laughs> I would never text an ex-girlfriend. Me neither. But I, no, I, no, I no. did. I did reconsider my stance on the God stuff for yeah. sure. But no, just, yeah, just just like that journey of like uh, realizing like, oh, uh, good and bad are real. Yeah, and using that as yeah. kind of like a stepping stone onto like something bigger. But yeah, yeah. it's when you realize that like you know the, uh, like you actually are like like praying to like whatever like civic religion like God yeah. there is with the leftism stuff like. Yeah, that, yeah, that was the biggest like disenchantment thing for me. Everyone has a god. Yeah, yeah they worship exactly. like the sickle hammer and sickle factory worker vibe or like this industrial thing, or you know, or it could be anything. But I do, yeah, like what, mm -hmm. what you guys are saying. I it is weird how if, if you give it an inch of let's explore this, your whole universe opens up, right? And it's like it's like wow, this is this is really interesting. And uh 
Yeah, and I, I also compare it to like coming out as a gay dude, like in the seventies or something, and where there's some guys that are kind of like, yeah, I'm I'm gay now and whatever, and then there's like the San Francisco Castro guy that's like partying naked in the street with like a thong on, you know, <laughs> and it's like woo, you know, and like I'm trying to be that guy, but for but for spirituality, you know, I'm trying to be like. <laughs> Like the yeah. gay San Francisco Castro, like completely unashamed and just willing to talk about it. Like, I don't want to die with any ounce of fear of seeming weird for this stuff, you know? And I, and I'm not there yet. I'm not like, you know, we all have our limits and boundaries and stuff, you know, but it's definitely. But sip uh, from the cup of life, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Like spelunk yeah. the soul. Hey. Spelunk the soul. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Dude, dude that sounds that. like like an R&B yeah. band from the early 90s or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah touring with Hootie and the Well, it's funny. So Cormac McCarthy, and we're going to do Blood Meridian soon, I think, too. I think we're going to mm-hmm. I think we're gonna fast track Blood Meridian. I think we've had enough waiting. Um, so Glenn, Glenn was telling me, he's he, he was always kind of like a materialist, bro. And he, which I don't hold against him at all. I'm not like, like hey, that's weird. You know, I, I just think that's funny because he would... He would do those interviews with like those the the those physicist guy like Lawrence Krauss and you know all those those types of dudes and so I think that's funny yeah mm-hmm. I, I I think that's cool honestly like it fits for him I like that you know and he's like a big physics guy and like a science nerd while he's writing his crazy books about Oklahoma in you know the 1850s or something right it's like what the fuck you know I love that shit yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's also crazy. I mean, I'm sure that we'll get into this on Gain of Fiction in a couple of weeks once Glenn mm-hmm. finishes the book. But the Cormac McCarthy thing is crazy because he writes about God all the time. I mean, even yeah. Blood Meridian takes a lot of inspiration from like the Book of Judges from the Bible. Yeah, and he in the the Border trilogy, uh, there's tons of talk about God. So all it, of his characters are uniquely aware that like God is judging them. Yeah, that's a big part of it. Uh yeah. he's uh. I don't know. I I don't know what kind of personal convictions he held. Um, yeah. But he definitely, the way he writes makes reference to God. You yeah. know, in in tons of ways. It seems like he he knew that God, like God, was in the room. You know, well while he was writing all that stuff, even though even though he was hanging out at that institute with all those guys. Yeah. 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 I don't think you can pin a guy like that down, like a genius like that down, huh? And I feel like a like a physics guy. Who I do feel is in some ways a smaller mind and not an open mind wants to claim that be like he's on our side you know mm-hmm. like that kind of a thing mm-hmm. right he's one of us yeah he doesn't believe he's like a reddit mod or something he's like nah he <laughs> he was <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you feel like the psychedelic stuff has had an impact on on the way that you kind of live your life spiritually yeah definitely I yeah I mean it was definitely it started it all off from well so when I was a a kid um again with my aunt she she was kind of like my spiritual mentor she would unabashedly openly talk about this stuff with me when i was very very young like four or five years old and she was kind of going through her own renaissance at the time coming off of drug addictions and things like that to you know like speed and crank or whatever and um so she was yeah. kind of feel, feeling herself and the rest of my family i was never raised i was raised agnostic we never talked about religion or anything but my mom and dad were kind of uh, weird about it you know they loved her and they, they we we could all hang out but they were definitely weird about that kind of stuff and then so I and then I remember having all sorts of weird experiences as a toddler and a young child and then slowly that crust gets built up over your third eye you know as you age and you try and fit in and stuff like Fluoride. that yeah exactly yeah and um 
and then yeah when i went to i feel like definitely that one eighth of mushroom trip got the ball rolling for sure when i was uh 18 years old and uh yeah and then i realized i was like oh, oh yeah this is i remembered all this stuff and i i just see and a big part of what i saw happening to kids my age you know at at, at that early young adulthood stage is just everyone was just shutting down their faculties so much to to get the job to do this to do that you know and um it was just so sad you could see it happening in real time like 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 slipping like sand slipping through your hands or something you know I was, well i mean this I was, is yeah. the this is the whole meme of the four-hour life it's yeah. like when you realize that like you've been reduced to four hours of enjoyment like yeah instead it's of the insane. eight hours of work and sleep it's it, and how unfair it is yeah it's horribly unfair and it's it's depressing and it, it put me because i i was like i said i was a nerd and I, I worked really hard to be good in school and although a lot of stuff did come easy to me some stuff more than others you know uh so, so i was kind of just able to be in that crowd that academic you know i was kind of in that academic scene for a brief brief time you know where i where people were working really hard to be part of that and um and then like it just felt like I'd climbed the wrong mountain, you know, which I think is a very depressing realization for people. We've all had those moments. Right. But you're supposed to take those on the chin though. You're like, you're supposed yeah. like, I don't, I don't trust someone who like ha everything's like worked out for hundred percent. Yeah. I agree. I was thinking about that earlier. Yeah. Where you can, you can't trust, especially with like a, a with a man, mm -hmm. a man who's like just been, it's been like gumdrops and fairy tales his whole life, you know, for, and, or like, he says that, or he says it and he's a liar. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that too, for sure. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. And the definitely the mushrooms I I think are a good ally and I do think microdosing is it's so again it's so reddit, you know, we we call everything reddit, you know, but it's it's such a it's such a weird, you know, it's weird how these things get co-opted and turned into, you know, like yeah, you're working for Google and you're microdosing, you know, it's cool asshole, you know, whatever, but I do think it is powerful for, cause I do think a depression is in large part, you know, cause we know SSRIs are fake and gay, right. You know, like the, the, the yep. mental drugs and people say they help them. I'm, I'm not disagreeing that it can be helpful to certain people. I'm not trying to rain. If it, it does spray. go nuts. Yeah. yeah. Whatever helps you get like, go the next day, yeah. Yeah. Also chemically castrates some people and that's not good either, you know, but uh, yeah, but with, so I think the, I mean, to put on my little science cap, I think neurogenesis is the secret to living a largely depression free life to where you're, you're always, and so mushrooms, that's one of the things, you know, like where you, you're always building new cells in your hippocampus, right? Where you're always creating a new brain, you know, when you're stagnant, you're depressed. Right. And so I think that's one way to kickstart it. And obviously you combine that with a yeah, lifestyle. It's physical like, and spiritual malaise. Yes. Yeah. Malaise. You just got to yeah. kickstart two, you just got to kickstart like one or two of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then it'll, the others will fall into place, especially mm -hmm. with like the reading, you know, I think that, yeah, the reading is really important too. Yeah. I'm so glad and it's crazy. Cause I was definitely not a reader for like most of my young adulthood with the exception of like weird hippie books now and then like, you know, new age type of stuff, which I love. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. But, but yeah, it's so good to be back in the fiction and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what, what is the difference Microdosing mushrooms rather than macrodosing. What is the what is the benefit? What does that do? Yeah, because I when I think about microdosing, it's just like yeah, I would probably feel 
awesome if I was just a little drunk all the time yeah too. yeah so I think that would be really fun I don't know if it's yeah. like if it's the same thing with mushrooms well I mean when when you're taking like the mushroom chocolate like you're yeah. not like going to the moon you're not breaking through really it, yeah. it just gives you like a really intense body high yeah so like microdosing mushrooms like that's like a pretty like just euphoric like basically like your stone there's just like 1.25 yeah and I yeah and I um like my girlfriend she, she's never gonna be a macrodoser you know that's just not her personality or you know mm-hmm. her vibe or anything right and I I don't think that is for everyone for sure but um I do think she we've talked about you know I'm like and my I'm a big fan of super super low dose microdoses where the average kind of people usually do like a tenth of a tenth of a gram which is like mm-hmm. a like a little veggie capsule filled loosely halfway up basically is like on average that's kind of what that is where you just like a little bit of powder in there right and i'm even i've even gone lower than that where i i don't even like to feel it at all because there is it's more comfortable to take two three grams than it is to take one gram one gram makes you feel like shit like you're always coming up but you never get there and you're kind of it's like really on edge and wiry yeah yeah exactly yeah you got psychogenic blue yeah balls. yeah exactly you got to burst through or something and then <laughs> you got <a> bust. yeah <laughs> but i love yeah so my protocol is um to you know like super low like literally two three days a week maybe four less than like a tenth of a gram of ground up mushrooms or less like in the morning right and then you combine that with other maybe you add a little lion's mane in there too you exercise rishi. and you just li- live healthy yeah rishi of course yeah and you live a healthy life but yeah you see people i again it's like not trying to police what people do but yeah if, if you're microdosing mushrooms and you're not experimenting with some of the, this other stuff like reishi or lion's mane man it's like just try it you know that's good yeah. well i mean it, it's it's um it's like uh skipping red bull and going to like adderall yes it's like, yeah. it's like slow down slow down yeah have you guys have you guys ever taken adderall yeah recently <laughs> I was, what is that like because i've taken Madafinil. it just makes you want to smoke cigarettes that's all it okay. does i just want to clench my jaw and smoke yeah. cigarettes that's hell it. yeah jaw clencher yeah. that's yeah yeah that's yeah. definitely an aspect so i uh i started dating a lady who has an adderall prescription yeah hello we were just bored hanging out yeah. and she was like do you want to do adderall and i said yes yeah. i would like to and so <laughs> i just i don't know it was it was like fine yeah. i didn't think it was particularly fun did you want to study uh, i mean what happened is she read a book and i like worked on music bullshit and we were both honking on this fucking elf bar for eight <laughs> hours and then at like 9 p.m we were like oh shit we haven't eaten all day we should probably eat yeah. <laughs> so, it was, so i like I, I have difficulty concentrating which i'm sure comes as no surprise but the, so i i liked it for that i mean being on meth is awesome yeah. but it wasn't uh it wasn't like psychoactive it also wasn't like entertaining yeah it it was just like i really i really dialed into that song that i was working on yeah that was it or one time i went i've written about this also subscribe. Uh, but i yeah subscribe i went on a date and this girl gave me uh at the end of the date she gave me a little plastic bag with uh three adderall and a crystal Ooh. of like a crystal of black quartz because she yeah. she wanted to go on a second date with me, but she also wanted me to cleanse the negative energies from my apartment before she came over. Yeah, um, that's that's fucking tight, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's what girls should be like. That's what girls should be like. I'm sorry, dude. I mean, all girls should be like, <laughs> yeah, that, dude. Yes. 
Let's be real. Yeah. Shout out to Crystal Girls yeah. for sure. But all I did was I used to have a low hanging light fixture yeah. right here. I'd bump my head on it. It was right over my desk. So I took some Adderall because I wanted to get some work yeah. done. But the problem is when you take Adderall, you don't get to decide yep. what yeah. you become focused on. Fiction shit around your house. Yeah, exactly. So I there was this light fixture over my head. It was pissing me off. So I took an Adderall intending to get yeah. some work done. And instead I looked up videos on how to do electrician work on yeah. YouTube. And then I took the light fixture down. And then the Adderall started to wear off. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm not supposed to do that. I'm not supposed to do that. So I popped another one, watched another YouTube tutorial, and then put it back and called a man to come and fix it for me. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, I got Challenger in League of Legends when I should have been studying for uh, for my finals. Yes. It's yeah, not well, the Adderall. Yeah, you yeah. do not choose what you get to focus on. That's so funny. Uh -huh. I mean, I t I've never taken it, but I've took it. My buddy gave me some modafinil. And this was when I was taking lots of shrooms and weird shit. And and he and everyone told me they're like, Yeah, that's like the fake Adderall that no one likes. It doesn't work. You know, it's like super weak. Mm -hmm. And I took like a half of one and I was like tripping for 13 hours straight, like staring at leaves, like the pat it was like psychedelic for me. I'm just way too sensitive wow. to that shit. Yeah. And it was like it felt like I drinking like a like four cold brews. Yeah. So I was, so I was just, yeah, I can't hang. It, with, it's kind of like when, yeah. when someone who doesn't smoke cigarettes, like takes a drag from a cigarette and they get like, Whoa, what the fuck yeah. was that? That's also me. That's, like, that's also mean? me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm both those guys. Yes. <laughs> you see into the future for a minute. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Okay. Time, so, so, um, so I have a burning yeah. question. So, uh, like kind of going back to aliens a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I, I I really uh, I really like the out there uh, like alien talk. I yeah. um, uh, like their us from the future is mm -hmm. a is a favorite of mine. Um, the like remote viewing that you guys talk about yeah. uh, and like the, like the traveler theory and stuff. Yeah. But um, what one thing that I like I I need an expert opinion on. This is one of those. Um, uh, it's too late in the class, and I uh, I'm embarrassed to ask. Okay. But. Yeah. Why do we think that aliens have to be carbon based? Yeah, that's a good question. If the universe is so expansive, uh, I believe that it's possible for uh, life to have lapped us uh, to the point of like uh, space travel. Yeah, but also like not be made of like carbon. Like it could be like a gas or like combination of something. Yeah, or so. What's the one everyone said? Like silicone based, right? Yeah, you could have like which is kind of scary because that that's like where AI leads to, right? Would an AI, sure. an AI, an AI would probably choose a silicone base if it were to decide to offload into the physical world. I would guess. So yeah, Fucking what's the whole thing? Shit. So the car, I know the carbon. Just thinking back to like high school chemistry, the reason carbon's so successful is because it has unlimited amount. It has four sides of bonds that are possible. So it's just a complete. It's a small. Uh, atom it's you know it's it's not heavy on the molecular side and it's just it's like legos it can connect to everything and that's why mm -hmm. it's been so successful um and then silicone is also has the four connection ability although it's slightly heavier which makes it so i know that's why carbon is successful but i agree yeah i um i don't think it necessarily has to be carbon based also i don't think it did you guys read that piece that aiden wrote i forget the title i don't blame me if you don't we've been putting a bunch of shit out on our Substack, but uh <laughs> um no so his whole thesis is like there's almost too much of a and i hunt when i read this i think glenn and i both felt where 
like that you're inside my head this is exactly how i feel um hmm. and also they talk about this in conversations with god series which is another new age classic book series which i highly that's that's a game changer highly recommend that book um it's a weird one uh this guy's channeling god basically but just go with it kind of thing you know and it's it's yeah. really fucking fascinating and um it kind of stands the test of time i feel but they talk about in there how you know like sci-fi is all just about how advanced this civilization is how many more millions of years it has blah 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 but there why can't it be extra dimensional too right is my which i'm sure mm -hmm. is what you're leading to as well which i 100% agree with and I call on anyone listening to this who's interested in this stuff, just start to experiment coming from a place of groundedness and, you know, take your Rishi or whatever and meditate and do all that stuff of uh, trying to, you know, you can ask for help from, from non-physical beings, let's say, or like a, there's a lot of channeled work out there that again, passes the sniff test. You know, you don't want to be, I'm sure you can channel stuff and there's some de demons that could enter you and stuff and it, it could be all bad. I'm sure that's real. But I do think there's a lot of beautiful stuff out there too where you can you can open yourself up to higher energies and it's kind of like when you know when you're when you're around a negative person you want to close off your energies cuz you don't want to get infected, you want to get you want to catch their cold. When you're around higher energies or people of higher consciousness, you kind of want to open yourself up and let yourself rise with them, you know, and kind of to take that wave so yeah i think there i think there are um just way more than what's going on in the three four dimensions basically and it's stuff we can't even fathom stuff we can't even see or or uh but it's real and I well know. i i think everyone uh everyone here can co-sign um expand your mind verb yeah. expand like i think it's really important to take time and take stock and like yeah your mental capabilities and not letting them atrophy yeah absolutely like like like, don't do the four-hour life thing of like coming home and watching netflix and like being on your phone the whole time like practice mindfulness like read a book go for a walk yeah like, Which, without your headphones in. yeah and that's even something i'm like good i fall in that trap too as much i don't want to sound like i'm some like guys 100 focused on this shit you know it's like if i catch myself with a spare minute i'll, I'll sometimes i'll fucking doom scroll and i'm like what am i doing you know i like, gotta get off this shit <laughs> um but yeah one thing i've been experimenting with is I think with the remote view viewing is leading me towards because I'm I'm you know like you know we have goals Glenn and I have goals for this program and I'm and you know we all have individual goals and stuff so I'm kind of mm -hmm. you know you always hear about new age stuff about using your higher mind to to just give, give the reins up a little bit to your higher mind whatever that means right there's a aspect of you that is on the mountaintop that can see you your avatar walking through the valley and knows where the dangers are where the things are so um gives you your instincts. Yeah, exactly. So I'm trying to uh kind of use the remote viewing thing to um, almost that technology to kind of look into the my immediate future and kind of decide the best path for me and stack that and see where that goes over the course of a year, over the course of 5 years and just make it an active part of my life. And um cuz I have a tendency to cuz I, you know, I've been really driven and super focused, you know, on like schoolwork and stuff, even without Adderall. And <laughs> that caused me to like, yeah, you know, even that caused me to crash and burn. And that's, that's not who I want to be. But then I'll have also had that, 
I've been like coasting like Lebowski or something. And also I don't want to be that mm-hmm. either. You know, I think there's kind of a happy medium, uh, but I do think coasting is better. You know, <laughs> like if you're just, if you're going to be one thing or the other, might as well just vibe and not stress yourself the fuck out. I don't know how you, how you guys feel about that, but I, that's kind of where I'm at. But I do think there is a way to kind of work smarter, not harder on a spiritual plane. Yeah. yeah. Well said. Definitely. <laughs> that's for sure. So, I, we talked about the kind of the, the psychogenic drug thing and then also the aliens kind of separately. Like, ha- have you ever seen a UFO? Have, do you have any alien experiences or anything like that? Yeah, I've, I've had a few, nothing major. I've, I've heard of stories of people either literally being abducted or, um, or seeing a craft with their own eyes right in front of them, not of this world. Um, I'd love to answer. I'd I'd love to tell one story of one of my good friends, uh, their kind of story, but I would love to answer that. But before I forget this, I'll say this first. So I had these friends in Santa Cruz. They're a little bit older than me. We were we were coworkers, and they were super tripped out and cool. And I saw them as kind of mentors. And uh, we we went to Burning Man together one year. The only year year I went. This is a while ago now, but um. So they lived in the like the forest, you know, in the outskirts of Santa Cruz, south of Santa Cruz, in the redwoods and stuff. Beautiful, uh, you know, ferns and redwoods and stuff like that. Crazy mushrooms and, uh, um. So they lived in this like modest kind of two story house, really cool, the nice little house in the woods. One set of neighbors, maybe an acre away, and uh, this woman, my friend, she would have these, and it was her and her fiance basically, and they would have these crazy experiences. And one time she, so they, their bedroom was upstairs. They would sleep upstairs and lock the doors at night and everything. And she had this crazy, um, uh, this is probably the craziest story I know about from someone close to me. Um, she had this crazy lucid dream where she was abducted on the alien craft Whoa. and, um, they were doing surgery on her, like an implant surgery, you know, not like the South park, like up your ass, like with a giant rod thing, but like, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> And, uh, no probing yeah like a little more gentle than that but there was something that, yeah and <laughs> and then she and she woke up outside her locked house in the redwood fairy ring about you know 80 yards or so from from her front door right down the driveway and she's like how the fuck did i get out there and she goes back and she's knocking on the door wakes up her husband or fiance or whatever and um and there's no way she could have broken out of her house, you know, yeah. the windows locked, doors locked, everything. She was upstairs. And then she, and then she, she just, so that's weird enough as it is. Right. And then, so we're working together, you know, like a nine to five kind of thing. And she starts complaining of this like upper back pain. And she's like, I don't know. It's just so sore here and everything's, I don't know, something weird is going on. And then uh, she ends up going to the free clinic and they give her an x-ray and there's a chunk of metal in her back. Right. And they're like, well, we can do like a quick surgery and get that out. So she schedules another appointment. She gets this thing removed from her back and they try and keep it, which is interesting. She's like, no, I want it. You know, I I don't want you guys to have this shit. And so she keeps it and she brings it into work one day and she's like completely, again, her eyes are like saucers. She's like, this is crazy. What's happening to me right now? And um, she shows it to us (laughs) and it's like a tiny little piece of super super bright silver metal maybe it was silver i don't know but it's very silvery and it's like the size of your pinky nail maybe a little bigger and it's kind of the shape of like a like a snickers bar wrapper kind of flat with the crimped edges you know 
-hmm. and it had three symbols stamped on it right in the middle. And Uh I forget what the symbol, I forget what the exact symbols were, but one of them was kind of like a Jesus fish, you know, like the, the Vesica Pisces thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, Yeah. And so we all like passed around, we're all holding this thing, but it lines up with the timeline. This is like a week or two, I think two, maybe three weeks after this, her crazy experience, unexplained experience of being abducted outside her home. Damn, they got her with the air tag. Yeah, they air tagged her. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and now that I'm thinking back on it, it's like, we could have literally been holding some crazy ass alien technology, you know? And it didn't seem, maybe it had some. Obviously area 51 is a red herring, but like, yeah, you're not allowed to go onto these bases. No, they know some crazy shit. Yeah. So it's crazy. And this seemed more like a low tech thing. Like you could scan it. You could immediately see what the symbols are and blah, 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 you know? And, and then the crazy thing, and then you start going, she started going on forums. We started going on forums together on the internet. Of course, there's a whole slew of people having similar things extracted from their bodies. So yeah, that waking up outside of a locked house is like, it, that's a thing. I read uh, this summer. It was the same summer that I decided to get into mushrooms. Hey. Um, <laughs> we, I also got, I got fucking locked in on aliens, which I mean, I guess there's some sort of connection there. But I read uh, Communion by Whitley Stryber. Uh, It was made into a movie with Christopher Walken. And that's like one of the first things that happens in that movie. In the the book, sorry, is that he wakes up outside of the house with locked doors. Later on in the book, he like joins a support group for people who have alien experiences. And there's a transcript of some of those interviews. And even like the three symbols, he goes into this whole like screed in the book about the Trinity being important. Like obviously there's like, the Holy Trinity, like Father, Son, Holy Ghost in the Bible. Yeah. Um, but it, he really like locks in because he saw when he was abducted, he said that he saw the symbol of a triangle and said that it was like central to their alien religion, basically. And that, that yeah. the basically the boss of the operation when he was abducted was a mantis alien and she was flanked by two greys who were like her underlings. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, so yeah. That, that was like... I don't know. I got locked in. I also, there's a UFO museum in my Whoa. province that I went. It's it's like a roadside tourist trap in this tiny yeah. town. Like mm-hmm. it was like a three and a half hour drive. So I took I took my Australian there because I'd always wanted That's to sick. go. But nice live recording soon. Oh, dude. I yeah. Mean, at, Bring the field recorder. The yeah. yeah, but there was a there was a UFO sighting here in the 60s that was like an official like government recognized UFO sighting that they don't know. There was like some kind of craft that crashed into a harbor uh but then when they when they drove the ocean for it they apparently did not find it and it's <laughs> like it's it's shag it's the shag harbor ufo incident if anybody wants to wants to google that yeah it's very interesting and then i got super locked in uh so we went to that ufo yeah. museum we took mushrooms and i had that weird like we, we took mushrooms and then watched communion uh wow so which was a mistake <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah and that was when like i had that mushroom trip where it seemed like the plants on earth were like beaming a signal up to some receiver in the sky and it was uh yeah it was very scary that's crazy that is crazy but that's and you, you okay oh i was just gonna say i'd recommend that book to anyone because i mean yeah. i don't i don't know like the guy's a writer who knows the veracity of any claims that he's making but the the descriptions of aliens and alien tech in the book are very, they're very vivid. And I don't know. It's like, 
whenever people have encounters with the third kind, like whenever like uh, people have like religious experiences, uh, I, I think a lot of this like epiphany stuff like uh, is uh, like they, they share clockwork elves even. Um, I think so much of it is just, like so like shared traits. Like we're all like grasping at at like something that like is extra dimensional that we can't quite grasp. But like the the pursuit of trying to grasp it, it like is like a noble one. It's like um mm, yeah. It's kind of like uh like like the Rosicrucians, like what they do, and trying to like unveil yeah. like the, the the secrets of the, the universe. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, something like a collective consciousness is possible because it's observed in other animals, like a school of fish or something like that. Or like like there are I, it always reminds me of there's a, a bad guy in the never ending story that's just a swarm of insects mm -hmm. that's uh, yeah. is it Ogremol or something like that. Uh, but like there, yeah. there are like organisms that are made up of parts of other organisms. So the the concept of like a collective consciousness of humans or you know aliens. How birds fly. Yeah, starlings, starlings, right? Yeah, the murmuration. That's what Rupert Sheldrake yeah. talks about. Yeah, that all the those crazy ones that just go back and forth and these make these crazy shapes and no one really knows how it works. Yeah, weird stuff. Wild. What you brought up about the flanked by the two gray aliens, I've heard that multiple places. Is that the the gray aliens are the mantis aliens, little bitch? And they will <laughs> yeah. do their bidding. They're like their little little the minions, you know? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So, man, something is going on there. Yeah. Man, now we'll have to have you and Glenn on together, and we can do like an alpha beta ranking of alien species. I'm so absolutely, down <laughs> absolutely, yeah. yeah. We'll bring on some screenshots. We could, yeah, yeah. rank them. Yeah, Let's fucking sure. go. Cool. So I yeah. think we're, we can start winding down here. Uh, really yeah. appreciate your time, Sai. It's been very enlightening. Oh, man. Always down to rock with you guys. This has been a blast. Yeah. Yeah, the Mad Monk. It's uh, seldom do we yeah. hear just you. <laughs> it's great, man. I, I'm glad. And yeah, you guys are coming on soon. We're going to, yeah, this, I'm sure this will be a regular thing. And uh, Yeah, please. Um. So yeah, are you coming? Who, so you're coming on? Are you both coming on for mm -hmm. Blood Meridian, or is it just you, oh. Big Mac? Oh, cool. Sick. No, no, no. It's, right. it's just it's just Let's Big Mac. Go. Yeah, that Kafka was so fun, man. That was that was a great, great time. Good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we like to start wrapping things up here by I, I just want to know, Sai, what do you got going on in your life right now that's nice? Yeah, what's nice? So it's actually been super nice. Is we've been snowed and iced in here mm. in portland portland's kind of weird Glass so it's like kind of guy i like it yeah yeah it is <laughs> well it's like it's not because usually for one week out of the year we'll get some crazy storm and the infrastructure isn't there to deal with it it's just on the edge of not being like a snow town you know mm -hmm. so everyone freaks the fuck out everything shuts down but it's crazy so it snowed and then there was this ice storm and there was this cap of like ice an inch thick on everything. You couldn't even walk outside without falling on your ass. So my girlfriend and I, we just hold up. Um, we got lucky. We didn't lose power most of the time. And so we just got a nice break from work. Um, it was really chill. And it was just, man, yeah, so grateful for her. She's awesome. And our, our two cats, you know, family's always expanding. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. And uh, so that was really nice. And then the other thing, the other little thing we're going to do. So Glenn's got gain of fiction and I always felt like I was like, you know, like I, gain of fiction is incredible. I love rocking on this thing. You know, he read like 50 books in one year. It's insane. Like he's killing it. Dude, I feel so 
I feel so inferior and inadequate, <laughs> you know, it's not even real. Yeah. And yeah, it's, uh, but then I'm like, yo, like there's a lot of books that I want to talk about that are not fiction books. And they're also not non, it's like the new age shit that we're talking about mm -hmm. this whole episode, basically. Right. Stuff I've read from the time I was like a kid and stuff I want to read. So uh, we're essentially starting gain of nonfiction. We're not calling it that. Yes. Um, <laughs> but we're yeah but we're gonna yeah so uh but um we're gonna be doing like true social uh yeah so we're gonna yeah true i think well glenn and i were talking we might call it a psyops psi ops <laughs> nice. yeah so, nice. uh -huh. and so we're gonna do basically we're trying to get through 100 volumes a year which sounds crazy so or maybe not 100 what is it there's 52 so every other week do a gain of fiction and then every other week we're gonna start to do a uh, like a nonfiction hippie, like new age kind of spiritual Let's book, go. you know? And so we're going to, we're starting that list. We're getting that going. So that's, that's nice. That's definitely nice. That's nice. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. The, yeah. the, the rare candy, mm -hmm. uh, Oprah's book club. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Oprah, Oprah be on the lookout. Yeah. Bropra. Bropra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The alpha. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> alpha beta. <laughs> yeah. Alpha beta. And then Oprah. Exactly. <laughs> it's a new a new Greek character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, man. Well, Sai, thank you so much for your time. Oh man. Uh everybody listen to Rare Candy. Oh man, it's so crazy. It's not even real to me. You know, that's how like just a little thing we got going on here and all the friends we made along the way. Yeah, it's fucking rad. It's cool. Yeah, dude. I mean, I feel like without you guys and your show, me and Monty wouldn't have started this stuff. So thank you so much for man, that means a the lot. last couple of yeah. years. And uh, to all of yeah. you listening at home, thank you so much for uh, tuning in and have a nice day.